0: Welcome back to another episode of the Hot Takes podcast, sponsored by Freedom Physical Therapy and Mike Carriginus. This week, we got another good episode. Super excited. Scotty and I are going to sit down. We're going to talk about the current state of the Green Bay Packers. As of today, January 9th, when we're recording this, Packers just made the playoffs. Badgers finished their season. We're going to focus primarily on the Green Bay Packers and the injury report because it just happened and they're still playing in the nfl playoffs, so definitely more relevant but we'll touch on the batters a little bit at the end so without further ado we'll we'll take the podcast to both scotty and myself scotty good morning welcome good morning joe how are you i'm good not as good as you scotty we had a course this weekend at freedom physical therapy in fox point thanks again to mike karaginas he also sponsors our podcast and our
1: courses here at freedom scotty had to leave early because he went to the packer game i'm blessed that i have season tickets uh so i'm just i'm just lucky that's all scotty we got to
0: start with your latest projection what we talked about on the previous hot takes podcast you basically projected the packers to essentially lose every single game
1: yeah and And they and and they want so I have to I have to do the I I found uh during the course of the season uh I'm not sure if you're familiar with the television program Seinfeld Uh, (laughs) a little bit yeah so before my time yeah of course uh as most of my references tend to be but um uh there was an episode of George the character George George Costanza um he uh, whatever he did, the opposite is he would whatever he wanted to do, he would do the opposite and was very successful. And that's how I feel like my my Packer predictions have been this season is that whenever uh, I think they're going to go on a winning streak, they lose. Or uh, whenever I think they're going to win, um, or whenever I think they're going to lose, they win. So uh, I, I think they're just going to get smoked by the Cowboys here in this uh, playoff game. It's a good. Good game for the Packers to be dogs. Yeah. Dogs I, going down to Dallas, that's dangerous. Uh, for me, they're a year ahead of uh, a year schedule. Ahead of schedule. Um, I just wanted to see some progress uh, out of the team, especially Jordan Love, and I certainly have seen that. And so um, I'm excited. They're, it's just gravy now. It's we're, just gravy. We're we're playing really. with the house is money. We really are. So all good. Yeah. Why do you think, why would you say that
0: the Packers are in this Position. I mean for a while it looked pretty dismal. You know, rebuild, 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 get right. rid of Douglas and then
1: Yeah. Um I think uh too I think uh the offensive line play has been um the foundation foundation of why uh the offense is performing better. So that's first. So Bill Collar will be happy to hear me say that. Um, Second thing, uh, Aaron Jones coming back uh, and being healthy has he's been so another. He's so game changer. Just right. He's, he might be 1A on that offense. Like, it really goes uh, through him. Or, if, yeah. And then um, just loves just, just better, just experience, just, you know, um, more confident you know, all those things. So it certainly has been enjoyable to watch as a fan, especially smoking your two rivals in the last two (laughs) weeks here uh, has been wonderful.
0: Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Well, I'll tell you exactly why. And this is a hot take. Oh, I've been saying this hot takes. I've been saying this since Jordan love started his first game against Kansas city. And then that same year he came back when we were smoking Minnesota
1: and he got better. He's a dog. He is the franchise guy. The kids are saying that. What does that mean? He's a dog. They're talking that's that's the big thing on um, sports talk radio. They talk about Elton Jenkins as a dog. It just means you've got that it factor. Okay. You've got the little bit of edge.
0: Jordan Love has he's an asylum dog
1: Um, because you know me, Joe. I like to be hip to the scene. You do. So and you do a pretty gotta, good job of it. I gotta it. stay current with the lingo. Dog. <laughs> D-A-W-G. Oh. Oh, G-A-W-G. Yeah. Okay, good to know. I mean, in all honesty, though, I mean... Jordan Love yeah. is, a, is a dude. Yeah, no, he's. I. I mean, the first game they got beat uh was who? The Falcons, right? Yeah. In two minute warning, they're going down trying to win. He ends up throwing out, throwing, excuse me, throwing an interception. Yeah. But he just was calm. He was calm in the huddle. Didn't look like the moment was too big for him. And so, even though they got beat, I was like, "Hey, like he he's he kept his composure, you know." So, yeah, it's just experience. He's just going to get better and better. Um, you know. We've talked about, I think, in the past that Tom Clements is kind of a quarterback whisperer. Which is and, really showing right now. Uh, yeah. Which I'm sure he has a lot of influence on Jordan. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in the defense, I don't – I mean, obviously, they've, they've – 19 points here over the last two games is pretty solid. That's I That's It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know if it's – And I don't claim to be a football, you know,
0: genius. I, I think you say it best, which is you're always such a glass-half-full guy. Nobody wants to win more than the coaches there. Right. Um, but what's crazy is, and I, th- I think it also matters, like the defensive line push changes the secondary a lot. Oh, 100%. If you don't get any push, you're going to get beat. But you go from one week against Tampa and then New York. Yeah.
1: And. Uh,
0: I, where the defense just looked horrible. I mean, yeah. just awful.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. So and I don't. It's a complete change. Yeah, I mean, I think Minnesota was. You know, Kirk Cousins. That's maybe a different game, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. But like, Chicago had been playing well. Fields had been playing well, and you limited them to nine points. Sunday and was a good game for the rivalry. five times. And uh, Wyatt Brooks. Yeah, those guys are good. Van Vanes well. got us. Yeah.
0: So Gary played the worst out of all of them, and he still played pretty well.
1: Yeah false or the offsides was bad even though they missed a false start yeah that same play well yeah. i think um i th- I, it's, I still think that you know Bear, joe Barry will be done regardless of they can win the super bowl and i still think lefleur is going to go in a different direction and i think he needs to do that but it gives you hope maybe they figured a few things out here going into the playoffs but i, I was going to
0: ask you that too is joe Barry fighting for Excuse me, do you think Joe Barry's still fighting for his job, or do you think they go a different direction?
1: I think, yeah, like I said, I think they could win the Super Bowl, and I think Lafleur goes in a different direction. I think, I, yeah. I think I, that becomes kind of the biggest thing now, uh, personnel-wise, really. Well, it just, it, right, I mean, the last few seasons, I feel like the last games have always saved him. So uh, so two years ago when they got beat by San Francisco in the playoff game, like the offense struggled, the defense played fairly well in that game, so they bring him back for another year. Highlight of that loss was Aaron Chucking it to Devonte instead of Lazard over the middle. Correct. Right. And then uh, uh, Mercedes Lewis fumbled that ball on the second drive. They were driving. They went right down uh, on yep. him, and they yep. just never got their mojo back. Were you at that game? Yes. Or was that COVID? Yes. No, no, no. Oh, were- yeah, that was the next year. So that, so then, uh, so that kind of th- he brings him back then, and then you know last year, uh, I think it was less so, but they. Um, you know, they, they played the Lions. Again, it was an offensive deal. So it's like the end of the season, it's kind You've of, been you have lost this game. And, like, the defense has played okay in that last game, and the offense hasn't played well. So you think, well, maybe the defense is getting it. And, I, I mean, I think he's learned his lesson in those games you just referenced. Uh, you know, uh, the Giants in Tampa Bay, both uh, Tommy Carolina DeVito. Too. Tommy DeVito and um, – uh baker mayfield are the uh, nfc offensive player of the week after they play the packers defense i mean that's not good those aren't two great offenses that you just got lit up on the week before uh i think devito got sacked six or seven times none against us and then the next week got sacked six or seven times so you know what's the outlier there Yeah, I mean,
0: that's where, again, I think the scheme gets super interesting. You know, those games, too. I I think the defensive pressure, we talked about this after the game. We didn't talk about this on the podcast, but how many times did DeVito just sneak through? Yeah. Um, But then, you know, they play so passively and just matchups are so bad. Even this week, I don't know if you remember Sunday. I'm sure it's different watching it in person. I believe it was third and 10, maybe. Yeah. And quay walker got matched up against dj moore because he was on the inside of a of a trip right they just ran mesh right and walker got smoked like why do you i think that's also kind of part of the defense too unfortunately but
1: i i hope he gets i mean i i hope they get a young up-and-coming um aggressive defense coordinator
0: i just read something this morning did you see i think he's the michigan guy minter
1: yeah that's who they. Well, the article is hoping, their hoping that, that they go projecting. Yeah, yeah. I would. I. I mean, in your face I, type guy. Or, I love Kansas City's defense with mm-hmm. uh, now or what? How do I say his name? Spagna Spagnolio? No, yeah, something like that. It's, yeah, yeah. And then like Minnesota's defense. You know, like there's up. All these guys are coming up yeah, on Brian the offensive Flores line. Has been good. Like, in, but you don't know who's coming. You don't know how many are coming. Um, you know, it just creates that indecision in the yeah. defense and of, the offense of player's mind so yeah i think he's gone i guess is my my vote even if they won the super bowl i would say so too like
0: i know this is crying over spilled milk but i'd be curious what you think do you think part of the reason i mean i've heard you talk about a little bit we haven't talked about it specifically but do you think part of the reason that they're kind of keeping barry as well is because mike patine was a emotional fire
1: where LaFleur fired Mike Pettine too quick after oh. that Tampa game? So they're trying yeah, to go oh. the opposite way? No, I just, I mean, who are you going to bring in, the, you know, like, and this maybe we talked about it last time, but, you know, when he fired Pettine, you got to have somebody better, right? Just as to, to do something with no plan in place of, okay, well, I'm going to fire him because Kevin King got burned by Scotty Miller, I think it was, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and so, but who's better? Like, you just don't do something than to do something. You need a plan in place. And so um, I just think who you're going to bring in, if you elevate one of your assistants up, and then they do well and they go on a run, well, now you're almost kind of like that where you got to you gotta have him be your defense coordinator because look at how well they finished as opposed yeah. to, again, just going out and finding somebody new. You know, sometimes uh, a change is good. Another question I've got for you since you
0: were at the game, and it was kind of hard to tell on TV, but were there a lot of Bears fans at Lambeau? Yeah,
1: there were, I mean, uh, maybe 15%, I would say. I mean, if you think it holds 80,000 people, so if there's 80,000 people in the stadium, and 10% would be, so I think there's maybe 12,000 Bear fans there, so maybe 15%.
0: The only reason I ask is when uh, Anderson, or excuse me, Anders Carlson missed that first field goal. CBS did a really good job of having their microphones on the crowd. It was actually probably the best uh, TV viewer game I've watched in a while, where you mm-hmm. can really just feel the energy. Right. It seemed like a lot of people were cheering. And it was kind of hard to tell based on what yeah. I was watching in my house. I'm like, oh, he made it. And then yeah, no, yeah, he
1: missed it. Yeah, my buddy I went with just. Um he he said the same thing that you know he thought there were a lot of bear fans there. So, um, yeah, I like I said, like maybe fifteen percent okay. or so. I didn't see any like unruly behavior though that I that I noted nothing that'll come up on x no nothing that and I, I sometimes i used to go check the green bay uh police department oh. uh, they would give the stats you know yeah. for how many people were ejected and how many arrested and whatever and i i didn't i didn't look at that but usually the the bear game tended to be a little bit more um little more rowdy yeah just be alcohol's the devil's tool and then you get a bunch of
0: that's one thing though about lambo i don't know because we're in a different section than you are when i go to the game i've never had a single issue in our section of fans it's just yeah watch the game as you want stand up when you want to stand up to cheer nobody says anything but then i see some videos of other sections at lambo it's not the greatest environment for some people
1: yeah i mean i think green bay's be- better I think Green Bay has a good reputation for things that I've heard from opposing fans as far as how they're treated yeah I don't I, I think for the most part you know people from Green Bay are Wisconsin nice or Midwest nice and so you kind of you have to probably be I don't know asking for it or something like yeah, that. yeah that's if true you, if you start jaw jacking with somebody although my favorite packer bear memory is when i was a kid 18 years old just went, went to uh went with two of my buddies because my birthday's in november this was the packer uh uh overplay the the um replay game when don the magic man Mikowski was quarterback and where we used to sit, there was a Bears fan sitting like two rows ahead of us over. And during the course of the game, um, and this one, when they didn't cut alcohol or beer sales at the third quarter. So um, are you familiar with this game at all? I don't think so. So this game was uh, Packers hadn't beaten the Bears forever. Don Mikowski, they're actually having a really good season. They came back, they had all these comeback wins. They called them the cardiac pack, all this stuff. So Don Mikowski, uh, who's the quarterback who was starting the game that Brett Favre came in. Yeah. Um, he uh threw this pass, touchdown near the end of the game, uh and so the place goes crazy. Then there was a flag, they said he was over the line, and this is when replay was kind of in its infancy. Yeah. And so they go to the replay and they come back and said, No, he wasn't over the line. Packers win. The Bears in their uh, press book or their media guide forever had an asterisk by that game. They did not force Greg for, or not, excuse me, not force Greg. Mike Ditka forever would not recognize that the Packers had won that game. So anyway, so there's these a bear, two Bears fans, Packer fans like jaw jacking throughout the course of the game. Of course. And this is when they sold like the big 32 ounce. Now they, they put soda in them, but they used to sell beer in those things. And like two of those full of beer just ran Dumped down, down again. on the Bears fan. It was awesome. It's like my, it's one of my favorite Packer Bear moments. So, anyways, so it happens, but I didn't see anything at the game. I feel like Bears Packer
0: fans, like it's honest, uh, lighthearted stuff back part. and forth, back and forth for the most part. Even Viking games I've been to, it's been the same way. Some people are going to take it personally, but most people, it's yeah. just, we're just going to razz you just because it's yeah, fun it's, to do it and yeah. be less nice. Just, you
1: don't need to be a jerk about it.
0: Um, But I guess now leading into the playoffs. NFL is going to love this media matchup. You've got oh. youngest team ever which actually really impressive. The last actually before I get into that because I just brought it up. Do you know the last who the last youngest team in the league was?
1: Uh who's the last team to have a team this young? Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys. Nope. Jacksonville Jaguars. Nope. Okay.
0: Detroit Lions. Really? The year they went 0-16. 16. Wow. I just saw that last night. That
1: is th-
0: – <clears throat> now that's that's
1: imp- that's a hot
0: take. So you have the 0-16 Lions, who are were super young at the time. Right. And then you have this team that makes the playoffs. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Right. I mean, just their offense. They're so young on offense. I mean, I take back what I said. I was really hard on LaFleur. I texted you about it multiple right. times. But
1: it's, he did a pretty good job yeah. rallying the troops. Well, and I think they finally ran the – again, we talked about it, I think, but they w- are running the offense like he – in, in like vision, he wants yeah vision so and then again that's where we talked right, right away we talked about like where i think having aaron jones back they have a decent run again i mean they ran they ran the ball right down the throat of the best run defense in the nfl yep through 16 weeks or 17 weeks yeah. through the, every game except the last one that was the number one rush defense in the nfl so again getting back to our first original point is why are they successful their offensive line has kind of jowled yeah, Walker
0: and we've talked on the podcast, yes. i am not high on him at all. No. Like, why is he playing? Why is he playing? Right. Well, now it makes sense because Yash is probably gonna walk because of financial just the contract
1: part yeah. probably. And he's playing very well. He destroyed the Bears. Yeah, didn't you say that they had him as he's got one of the higher grades, the last whatever I believe it was a
0: it was either the Minnesota or the Carolina game. He was the second ranked lineman in the league. For past yeah. uh, pass rush, which obviously we don't know as much as LaFleur and those guys, but we right. gotta trust him a little bit. And yeah. the receivers. Yeah. I mean it's impressive. Bull Melton, couldn't be happier for him. Practice squad guy, a guy we draft late last year in in the draft. Did we draft him? Yeah, he's a seventh rounder or sixth rounder, I believe.
1: He was waived on August thirtieth, twenty twenty two and signed to the practice squad the next day. So I was mistaken. He was drafted by Seattle, but yeah. but Your point is still valid.
0: And honestly, for him personally, you're a practice squad guy. You come into the league now. You're on the roster. You have a big game. They sign you to the roster. Talk about a personal pay increase, too. Like, change his life, probably, professionally. Yeah. Yeah. He's playing well. Um, Reed is phenomenal. He's a stud. Yeah. Is he a dog? He's a dog. He's He is a dog. (laughs) Um, Wicks, I think, is just fantastic. I love his feet. He can play. Um, And honestly... Speaking of the receivers, where I think it's really going to be interesting to watch, is I've always thought, and I think you would agree, Dobbs is our number one. Yeah, he's not. He's not really. It's not that he's not doing anything, but I think yeah.
1: they know other teams. So, uh, so on the way back from the game, I was listening to the you know post game shows, and they were yeah. talking about uh, the wide receiver play, and they ranked their top the top five. Dobbs uh, is probably not even there. He, he was like three or four so they Heath is or whatever is in there so they had I forgot about him he was bad Reed um um I, I think they had Wicks as two Christian as three uh Dobbs as four, and then they had Heek and uh, um, Wims. Yeah. Or, or, sorry. or Melton as. Yeah. As, yeah. Excuse so Wims is the tight so, end. Yeah. Which then, too, they talked about like, what did Brian Gunquest all of a sudden change that he has an eye for wide receivers? It's crazy. I
0: mean, it's really impressive. Now, they, obviously, all these guys are young, but yeah. man, the future looks really good. Yeah. And the question mark, I guess, now comes to like, what do you do
1: with Watson? Do you just ride it out because he's still in a rookie contract? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And hopefully, as I mean, as somebody who's suffered multiple hamstring injuries, I just worry that that's going to just be a chronic. Yeah. I don't know ma- if we ma- talked ma- about
0: in the last podcast. He spent th- tens of thousands of dollars trying to rehab his body to make yeah. sure this doesn't happen. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. And I just, I, I just think once you start pulling your hamstrings, it just—I don't know if there's a little scar tissue in there or what happens that it's easy to, to tweak. But it certainly, it certainly has been for him. I think just his. <laughs> So they were talking about that as well on the way back and they're just he brings such a unique skill set, just how fast he is and how he can just take the top off the defense that you that's a good thing to have, but you just wish you had it for more than five, six games a season. Yeah. So there's
0: a lot of good question marks, I think, on offense, which is exactly what I think Goody and LaFleur and a lot of, you know, ins and out fans we're kind of hoping for is there's so many weapons tight end tucker craft is a, another dog he's a guy from the dakotas don't want yeah. to mess with him he's a good one-on-one guy and he just looks to punish people yeah as or he jump said, over them though that too on x he said he loves to punish people
1: yeah that's so you gotta yeah, watch out for that guy i love i love that's I mean, you and I both played football. The thing I miss most about football is the camaraderie with my teammates. But the second thing I miss most about is the physicality of it. The that, That's what I, uh, I, my body couldn't take it anymore at this point. But that I, I enjoyed that, the physicality of, of the game. I don't. And so You didn't? No. Really? No. Oh, that next to the camaraderie uh I I miss I miss the physical nature of this sport.
0: I'm in a different boat though and I admit this to a lot of people. Um I love watching football. I watch it all the time. I'm a huge hypocrite. I don't think playing is worth the uh, worth the risk. Like I if if I could go back I'd never play
1: football. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I know that's a that's another hot take, but I Yeah,
1: well, that's a, we'll have to have a I feel pretty strongly End of season, about that. Uh, really, because of the whole concussion thing. Whole or? concussion thing. My mom says. Uh, March Kuhnent says. Uh, good memories help us go grow, grow old gracefully. Wow. No, I. We can I, talk. We'll, I, we can I, talk I, about it. We'll talk about it off the podcast after yeah. this. Because I'd love to get in a time machine and go back. Not that I need to go back, but I just those were great. Those, we'll talk about that, it after the podcast. All right, we're moving on. Um, actually, going back to your hamstring
0: comment, I'd be curious what you think about this. Uh, to me, because of science and what we do with physical as physical therapists and the technology we have when it comes to rehabbing guys and building athletes, Watson to me is an interesting example. I think Bakhtiari might be in that boat too, where athletes nowadays are so fast, so powerful, and so strong that they're anatomically their bodies can't handle it.
1: Yeah, that's a. I totally. Uh, I think that's a valid. I don't have any science to back that you up know, but right. i feel no, like I, I agree Like that's why i think like the the like the whole like the people have gotten so big fast and strong that the like the our our like the whole concussion thing right like people have just got we've gotten again so big so fast so strong our training methods are good who knows whether it's the hormones that are in some of the food we're eating the kid that they're yeah. so big that um our bodies are still trying to catch up with that to be able to physically do that I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense or not. No, so, I, no I I totally agree with. Every, I agree with, with what you I don't think said.
0: it's just a. I don't think it's just a, a random thing. I, I think we're so advanced in getting guys so good that yeah. anatomically, yeah, there's no guarantee. And I and I think that's also why sometimes surgeries don't work, quote unquote. Right. Is because these pro- professional athletes or college athletes before it happens, they get to the NFL or wherever the league they're going to is once something pops you're a freak to begin with that even modern surgery
1: can't right yeah bring you to that level right you've changed the anatomy or whatever yeah no i, I agree i mean and then just like uh who was the basketball player for greg odin remember him oh yeah they couldn't fix him they couldn't and i think he's just such a big ba- like his skeletal, an his, his skeletal system just couldn't deal with how big he was and yeah. what he did for a living yeah yeah no i i think that's a very valid i don't think we i mean again i don't have any research to back that up but it just seems like there's a trend with some players and then are they just so finely tuned and that's what makes them elite that just and this maybe is what you were saying is just that even losing five percent of that just makes them no longer elite like they're just so finely tuned you know like a sports car if a cylinder goes out it's it'll still be a sports car and still be well look at look at bakhtiari and i'm not
0: i'm not saying what he's feeling or anything but if you think about it just in the big perspective is they just went in to take away scar tissue and clean it out right is the
1: last surgery no i thought they were doing some uh like or were they doing a procedure. little more? i thought they like there's cartilage damage and they were finally going to try to repair the, cartilage. Repair the cartilage okay and they decided not to do that which it's interesting we had a conversation this course uh at this weekend with some of our coworkers who felt like he had taken advantage of the of the packers and what he did and i just thought like i didn't think he did i said to me again nobody wants to be out there playing more than him he just got dealt a bad bad hand Yeah, that's where
0: that one gets really tough, I think. I mean, that's where professional contracts are really interesting. Is Like, I compare it to my job because we're hourly here at Freedom, at least therapists are. Like, if I don't work, I either have to take PTO or don't get paid. Right. But if I were to get paid all the time and not have to do anything, I think at some point maybe you make the transition of like, well... Bare minimum I can do this and still make the same amount of money.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I mean, but it's hard to I, mean, but I think being. he's I think he's a competitor though. He's not trying to That's what milk, a lot of those guys milk, milk the team. I agree. But but the argument was that he knew he wasn't gonna and he just played the first game so he'd get paid. And I'm and I, and I thought, well, I, I probably would have done the same, same for $20 million. Yeah. That's just the business he's in. And, and, and so, I don't know. Well, if that is the case, I don't fault him for that.
0: Yeah. Because the Packers got $7 billion in the uh, NFL shareholder
1: last year for media. Well, I think the NFL got that. I don't think Green Bay got $7 billion. Then they distributed it. Right. Through that, the teams. Yeah.
0: So I mean, it's a business so yeah. player should also I think yeah at some no, point, I have no I have no have I, no I, if he did do that, I don't care. Yeah, I think I think we got to look out for yourself.
1: That's what the business
0: world is. Yeah. It's really for yourself.
1: Except that freedom physical therapy services, we look out for our patients. We do. <laughs> um, awkward pause.
0: So let's let's just finish with a uh, uh, prediction on this weekend. We'll see well, how it goes. I feel
1: like I have to predict that they're gonna get beat. In hopes I, that they win. Yeah, I'm gonna play again, full circle. Gonna go George Costanza on this and and do the opposite.
0: I think it's gonna come down to a Carlson field goal. He's gonna redeem himself, just
1: as we do in Dallas, just like Mason Crosby did. So that was the last time the Cowboys hosted a Packer, playoff game. Or playoff game was against the Green Bay Packers when that, they hit that tight end. Is uh, that the Jared? Jared Cook It's uh, going to Jared. And then Crosby hit like two fifty yarders in yeah. no time. So yeah,
0: I think it's going to be a. Uh, and I cheer for Mike McCarthy. I want him to do well. Not this week. I think yeah, it's right. going to be a classic Mike McCarthy. They might have the game in hand in the first two quarters and look like they're driving, and then it'll fall apart because he
1: gets too cute. And then here comes Jordan. Yeah, I, I'm again. I the the pressure's on them really. The, I mean, I I love that we're getting the playoff it's experience. I, yeah, it doesn't like matter. I said yeah. We'll
0: see what happens. Yep. Thanks, Scotty, for no, another
1: week. Thank you, Joe.
0: Appreciate. Hopefully, doing uh, this. hopefully, we see everybody in two weeks after maybe a playoff win, and if not, then we'll
1: recap the year and talk about the draft. All right, sounds good. And uh, thanks to our sponsors: Mike Caraginas, TreatingTMJ.com, dot Freedom Physical Therapy. We appreciate you and our and our dozens and dozens of listeners.
0: Yes, we'll see everybody in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening.